Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it Money Pit is presented by Quicken Loans, Home Advisor, ADT, and Pavestone. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. All right, last week you were able to declare independence from home improvement, right? <laughs> because it was Independence Day, but now it's time to get back to work. Fortunately, We're ready to work, too, and we're here to help you with your projects. Whether it's a decor project, a repair, a remodel, we're here to talk about the best ways to get those projects done, solve those problems, and get you moving with those jobs around your house. But you've got to help yourself first by picking up the phone and calling us at 888-MONEYPIT or posting your questions to the community page at moneypit.com. Coming up on today's program, when it comes to maintaining your home, painting is probably the most basic of DIY projects, right? But True. it occurs to me it's also a project that can go horribly wrong quickly if you don't do just three things before you start. We'll share those steps just ahead. And unless your home is equipped with hurricane shutters, an approaching storm means you better get busy putting up plywood. We're going to share some simple tips to help make sure you're ready well ahead of those high winds. Plus, we're not the only ones who are enjoying spending time outside in warmer weather. For our family pets, the backyard is a place to relax and burn off some energy and play with friends, human and furry. We're going to share four tips to help improve your outdoor space to keep pets safe and their humans happy. But most importantly, we're here to help you with your decor and home improvement projects and all of the other things you are working on. Just because you took a weekend off doesn't mean you can take this one off again, guys. So let us give you a hand. We're here for you 24 hours a day. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYBIT, 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Michelle is on the line from Los Angeles, California, with a cleaning question. How on earth did you spill some glue on your floor? Tell us about it. Well, this is an interesting story. My fiancé and I just bought a condo, and um, it needed some renovations. We weren't planning on buying a fixer-upper. It's just how it worked out. And one of the things was the floors. Um, he decided that he would install them himself. He'd done it once before. And so these floors required a glue, which a lot of folks, like, we know a lot of people, and people were like, glue? I never heard of glue. But that's what the lady that we bought the floors from said. So we got this really intense glue. And um, he kind of slammed through these floors pretty quickly, and now I have this glue, like, in fingerprints and bulges on top of the floors. Ugh. 
it's really terrible. And uh, I'm just wondering, we've tried, you know, the turpentine works, but it takes the finish off. That's what you're supposed to use to get it off your tools and off your hands and stuff. Um, but it takes the finish off the floor. We've tried um, these 5505 whites that are like $20. That didn't work. Those are the recommended product, the anti-product to the glue. Um, we've tried something called goof-off or goo-off or something like that. I don't know if you have a trick, but this glue is really intense. <laughs> I think what you're going to have to do is try to get it off as, as best as you can, but you just, just buy into the fact that you're going to probably want to refinish these. And it's not that big of a deal, by the way. Um, what you could do is get everything off, and then what I would do is I would sand the whole surface, and you could rent a floor buffer with a sanding screen. And it's not like a caustic rough belt sander. Sure, but I don't think with a sanding screen. No, you put a sanding screen on it, and it braids just sort of the upper surface of the floor. Okay. And then once you get that all abraded, and even if you have to sand down deeper in the areas that are really bad, it's okay, because... You get it all abraded, and you get it all roughed up just a little bit with the floor buffer and the sanding screen. Clean it up really good so you have no dust. And then you get some uh, urethane, clear urethane. You want to use semi-gloss, and you apply that with, with a lamb's wool applicator. Now, that kind of looks like a, like a mop for a kitchen, except there's lamb's wool on the end of it. And you essentially pour a little urethane in a paint tray, and you mop it on very carefully and very smoothly, working you know, out of the room. And then, you know, give it a day or two and it'll dry and, and you should be good to go. Now, the one other thing I would do is check with the uh, manufacturer of the hardwood floor to see if there's a specific floor finish that they recommend for refinishing, because I'm not quite sure what they did initially. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, Michelle. Good luck with that project and congratulations on your upcoming wedding. Hey, if you, sur- if you survive the home improvement, you'll survive the marriage, okay? We've been living together five years, so this kind of thing is not new, honestly. That's nothing, huh? All right, Michelle. Thank you very much. Take care. Philip in Arizona, you've got the money pit. What are you working on? I'm looking to uh, be building a house here in about a month. And I got a question. Congratulations. That's uh, exciting. Thank you. Uh, On the house wraps. Okay. I know there's aluminum, and there is, uh, my understanding, there's also copper out there. Are you talking about a house wrap, or are you talking about radiant barrier? Yeah, it's more like a radiant barrier is what it is. So, so it goes up into the attic space? Uh, yeah, and it's my understanding that it, does it not go in the walls as well? Well, house wrap goes around the walls. But let me give okay. you a tip, and now is exactly the right time for you to hear this because you're in the rare circumstance where you can take advantage of it. And that Uh is if you want to do the single best thing you can for insulation in your house, I would highly recommend spray foam insulation, not fiberglass. Spray foam. Spray foam could be uh, applied to the walls during the construction process. It goes on very thin and expands to fill the entire cavity. And it can also be applied to the, well, depending on the, the style of house, but if you have a traditional, like, colonial, for example, you can go to the underside of the roof rafters, which is where you would not put the fiberglass, by the way. But it's a different type of assembly, so your attic will now be a conditioned space, which means it's going to be more comfortable year-round if you have to go up there for storage. And the fact that you have spray foam covering the entire exterior wall and the underside of the roof surface means that your home becomes uh, very draft-proof. You're not going to get warm drafts in Arizona. This is particularly important from pushing through those walls and pushing through that roof and driving up your cooling costs. So I, I think aside from, you know, worrying about 
barriers, if you use spray foam insulation, you are going to be very happy with the result. And now is, again, is the time to do it. I would look at Isonene is the brand that I have in my house. I'm very happy with it. I-C-Y-N-E-N-E, Isonene spray foam. You can go to Isonene.com, okay? Check it out. Will do. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. It's great when we hear from somebody that's in the middle of, or getting ready to build a house and uh, and asking some good questions about the best insulation technology out there, and we get a chance to tell them about spray foam uh, before they jump into fiberglass. You know, if you've got a an existing house, you pretty much have to stick with fiberglass unless you do a major reno like I did. Uh, but when you're building, it's absolutely the way to go. Now we've got Pat in Hawaii on the line with a roofing question, calling to make us jealous, I am sure. Welcome, Pat. (laughs) So what we have is a house where the interior temperature is, during the day, is maybe 83 to 85. Okay. Um, And so it has a roof that um, has the rolled asphalt, and we'd like to put on this application, and they're available like at places like Home Depot. There's two different price points. You can apply it three different ways and so forth, but people have told us that live in that same area as this house that they have reduced the heat in their house by 20-plus percent by doing this reflective thing on the roof. Now, our question is, how do we prep the roof? Do we sweep off any rocks with asphalt? What is the prep? It's pretty forgiving. You want to get rid of the loose stuff and, of course, um, any moss or anything like that that's growing on it. But what you're talking about is fibrous aluminum paint, and it's a UV-reflectant paint. And it does make the roof a lot cooler, and that can actually make your house cooler. It's a very common application, not only in tropics like Hawaii, but even places uh, on the East Coast. I mean, I've seen it on roofs in Washington, D.C. Definitely a good thing to do. Okay, and so also my husband's question was, and so does your roof last longer with that on there? Yeah, theoretically it will, because if you reflect the UV, um, you'll have less deterioration of the oils in the asphalt, less evaporation of that, and that can make the roof last longer. Another good reason to do it. Okay. And any specific on application, whichever one works out best for you, is that what they're saying? Well, I don't have any specific recommendations on a product, but on the concept, I think it's solid. That's wonderful. That's a great idea. I think you answered my question. Thank you very much. All right, Pat. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call at 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor, the fast and easy way to find the best home service pros in your area. You can read reviews, compare prices, and book appointments all online. Just ahead, when it comes to maintaining your home, painting is the most basic of DIY projects. But it's also a project that can go terribly wrong if you don't do just three things before you start. We'll share those steps just ahead in today's Building with Confidence tip, presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, next. You live in a body pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. 
And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now. We're here to help you with your home improvement projects and your decor dilemmas as well. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Rich in California needs some help in the yard. What's going on? Um, yeah, I put. I, uh, I bought my house about six years ago, and I put sod in the front yard. You know, I, I rolled till it, and okay. the Bermuda grass has taken over. How do you get rid of Bermuda grass without killing the sod or any other plants that you have? Well, there's a there's a product by Bonide, B-O-N-I-D-E, called Burnout Weed and Grass Killer. It comes in a ready-to-use spray applicator, and that's specifically designed to get rid of the Bermuda grass. Now, in some cases, when it's intermixed with the grass you want to keep, you can't split it out. So what you end up doing is waiting till the fall when it's cooler and you spray the weed killer product and then you wait for the weeds and the lawn in that area to die down and then you seed right through that. So you don't have to take up the lawn. You can you can seed right through the dead lawn now and then have it come back up in the spring next year. But that can only be done in the fall because it takes that long for the roots to grow deep enough so that when the summer rolls around, there's plenty of water available for that grass. So that's one approach. Burnout, and it's made by Bonide, and you can find it uh, pretty much across the country in garden stores and home centers and such. Now, I do have one question. I bought some stuff that you have to mix it with so many gallons of water. Um, can you over, can you, if you don't mix it correctly, can you end up killing your, your, your sod if you don't mix enough water with it? In any event, with all of these products, there they may be available as concentrate, and you do absolutely need to follow the label directions in terms of that, uh, so that concentrate to water mixture. And if you make it too strong, it could have adverse effects. Is it going to have an adverse effect for you on that day? It may or it may not. But it's real important that you follow the manufacturer's specifications on that. They put a lot of time and energy and expense and technology into making sure these mixes are are designed to to perform uh, consistent with those instructions. And so you kind of ruin that chemical balance, you know, if you uh, don't mix it with the right uh, amount of water. So I would definitely make sure you follow the letter of the instructions on that. Okay, yeah, I pretty much took it over my yard. You know, I, All right. I used to have All the right. green grass in the wintertime. I was the only yeah. one. Now it's, <laughs> it's, it's not no more. And I, and I spent a fortune, and, and it's the city side that has a beauty grass and, um, from the sidewalk to the street. And um, yep. so, but, okay, I'll, 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 I'll look into that. You know, I thank you very much for taking my call. I appreciate it. Good luck with that project, and thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
Well, when it comes to maintaining your home, painting or even staining wood surfaces is important to keep your siding and trim in good shape. But while painting is a task that's really among the most basic of DIY projects, it's also one where simple mistakes can lead to really big heartache. Yes, and the key comes down to preparation. Weathered surfaces need to be cleaned and loose paint has to be removed before you even think about opening a can of paint. If not, the new paint simply won't stick and your efforts will be wasted. Next, it's always smart to apply a coat of primer first. Guys, primer is formulated differently than paint. You know, paint's meant to be a finished coat. Primer is meant to be the first coat. It's got better adhesion, so it's going to stick to those old surfaces, and then it prevents that new paint from peeling right off. So you got to prime. Don't skip that step. Yeah, and thirdly, for the best finished look, be sure to choose the right kind of paintbrush. There are differences. Natural bristle brushes are best for applying oil-based paints, but for latex, synthetic bristle brushes deliver the best results and help maintain the value of your home. And today's Building with Confidence tip has been brought to you by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. It's completely online, reduces annoying and time-consuming paperwork, and gives you a real, accurate, and personalized mortgage solution based on your unique financial situation. No hidden fees or hassles. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Jan, in Texas, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? We have a, it's a very small bathroom, and they had built a tile shower in this, like the middle of the room. And I want to know if you can change the places where the shower and the toilet, or if you can just reverse them and use the existing drains. No, you can't, because the shower drain is about half of the size of the toilet drain waste vent pipe. Well, and it's a gray water line, too. Yeah, it's not... Well, they're going to drain to the same place, but you'd have to reconfigure the plumbing. So it's not quite that easy, but not impossible. Uh, what is this bathroom built on? Is it over a crawl space or a basement, by any chance, or is it over a slab? It's on a slab. Very expensive project. I would think of, a, I would think of something, other way to, to uh, redecorate that bathroom and make it uh, pleasant for you, because... Switching those is a big job. You're going to have to tear up the floor to do the plumbing. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I guess we'll just leave it the way it is. <laughs> You're looking better all the time, isn't it, Jan? <laughs> well, no, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. What were they thinking when they put the shower in the middle of the room? Views from from every part of the bathroom? I'm not sure. That's not a walk-up shower. It's a walk-around shower. <laughs> Tony in Virginia's on the line with some creaky stairs. Tell us what's going on. Well, I've got a 55-year-old ranch house, and this time before we change the carpet, I'd like to try and get some of the creaks out of the stairs that go to the basement. Okay. And on each step, I've put seven two-inch screws where the uh, around where the finishing nails were, and then on the back plate, I put six screws, and some of the squeak is definitely better, but they're still very squeaky. So what kind of staircase is it? Is it? Do you know your stairs? Is this what's called a box stair where you have like a wide stringer on the side of it that goes all the way down to the basement? Correct. And so can you get to that face? So could we could we screw through the stringer into the edges of the treads? Boy, that would be tough because uh, it's a crawl space. It's possible but it would be almost heroic to get to that to get to that spot okay i I hear you so here's a way you're going to carpet this so we really don't care how pretty this this repair that i'm about to tell you to do is because it'll be covered by carpet but where the treads go into the stringers what you can do there is 
on like a 45 degree angle, you can pilot first some small holes and then drive the screws at an angle through the tread, catching as much of the tread meat as you dare, and then going through the back of the tread and then into the stringer itself. Because probably where the tread pulls in and out of the stringer is where you're getting most of your squeak. I'm going to imagine that what you screwed down right now is the attachment between the tread and the risers because those are more accessible. But we want you to actually to secure the tread into the stringers on both sides. So do that sort of by uh, nailing or not nailing, but screwing at a 45-degree angle, piloting first, but not with a big pilot, just enough to kind of keep the, the screw straight. And that will pull the tread down into the stringer and hopefully lock it in place. That plus what you've already done, Tony, I think is the best that you can do. You know, wood stairs have a lot of parts to them, and they do move as you walk up and down. They will squeak. But if you try to secure those loose treads before you carpet them, I think it'll make a big difference, okay? Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, unless your home is equipped with hurricane shutters... An approaching storm means you better get busy putting up that plywood. Kevin O'Connor from This Old House is joining us next with tips to help make sure you're ready well ahead of those high winds. And today's edition of This Old House on the Money Pit is brought to you by ADT. Introducing ADT Go, the new family mobile safety app and service. Go to ADT.com to learn more today. You live in a money pit. With 36-month monitoring contract, Early termination and installation fees apply. Certain markets excluded. Licenses available at ADT.com. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Money Pit. 
The Money Pit is presented by ADT. Introducing ADT Go, the new family mobile safety app and service. Get ADT Go with 24-7 emergency response and any ADT security system. Go to ADT.com to learn more today. With 36-month monitoring contract, early termination and installation fees apply. Certain markets excluded. Licenses available at ADT.com. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by to help you with your home improvement projects. Help yourself first. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Presented by Home Advisor, where it's easy to find top-rated local home improvement pros for any home project. Go to HomeAdvisor.com. Mark in Florida is on the line with a question about termite insurance. Tell us what's going on at your Money Pit. I was calling to get your opinion on a termite bond and kind of got me interested in this is I actually sat down and read it, read the contract one day. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I recall, I, I think Tom was talking about his daughter in college or something. He sat down and read the contract for a lease or something. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, right. I read that, I read that contract and I'm like, Hey, you know, this thing probably could be a little bit better to protect <laughs> me because for as I read it, right, I yeah. thought this, this is protecting them. I mean, there yeah. was point after point after point that I just thought was very disadvantageous to me. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to call in. And, you know, one of the things that comes to my mind is, you know, I'd love to have the bond, but if and I don't have a problem paying a fair amount of money for that. But after you read the contract, it's like, wait a second. It's kind of a service contract. And my parents have a house down in Florida and, and the folks in this development that they live in are all from the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area where we have subterranean termites, right? They're very common here, but they're not common in Florida. But because they're common in New Jersey, they sell them termite contracts and people think that they need them because they needed them back up north, right? So they clearly take advantage of people on that. And these contracts, these service contracts, they call them bonds, are only going to cover you if an infestation is discovered, you know, while the contract is in place. And they're not inexpensive. I think the best way to protect yourself from a problem showing itself is to find a very good company that does very good termite inspections. I do think it's worth having an inspection done on an annual basis because a good inspector can pick up signs that you may miss. And if you can catch these insects early enough, then you could take the appropriate steps. Now, in Florida, you have drywood termites, which are a little more difficult. But in this development I was telling you about, the houses are like 80% concrete block. So they're not even going to be able to eat the walls. The only wood in the place is the roof. And sure. so that's why I thought they were really being, they were really taking advantage of, of these seniors in this particular situation. So I think the best assurance that you're not going to have a termite problem in the long run is to get a good quality inspection. Sounds good. And have that done on an annual basis. Really enjoy the show and appreciate all the advice you give us. All right. Well, we're glad we're able to help you out. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, unless your home is equipped with hurricane shutters, an approaching storm means you had better get busy putting up some plywood. Well, that's right, and that does take some work. There are some ways to make the project go easier, though, and with us to talk about that is Kevin O'Connor, the host of TV's This Old House. Welcome, Kevin. Hi, guys. We have had an awful lot of storms this past year, and I think more and more folks are looking for a way to uh, to make this project a little less stressful. What do you think? Well, I think uh, it is very important to actually keep this in mind, because the damage to your house can actually be significant. And 
one of the biggest problems is when the house has a penetration in it. If you lose a window or you lose a door, it's not just the glass or the door that's at risk. It's the entire house because it can pressurize and it can literally blow the roof off the house and cause the whole house catastrophic damage. So you really do need to pay attention to this. So now's the right time to actually fit hurricane shutters before we have a hurricane or any other type of storm, right? You don't have the stress. There's no lines at the home centers buying plywood. It's a project that you could tackle at your own leisure and be ready for the next one. Do it now when it is sunny and dry so that you're prepared for the next storm. And start with a good thick piece of plywood. Five-eighths of an inch thick is the way to go. Um, And keep in mind that you're going to be reusing these, so put a little thought into it. Measure beyond the window, about an inch on either side. Try to find out where the studs are, because that's what you're going to be screwing into. Cut the plywood so it covers the entire window, and screw it into those studs, preferably every 16 inches. Don't nail it, because you're going to be taking these screws out, taking this plywood off, and reusing it over time. And that attachment is definitely something you want to think about. What about hanger bolts, the kind that have sort of a lag on one side and a machine thread on the other? Well, what's great about this is if you're actually putting these on and off, on and off, screwing in and out, even into the studs, that can loosen up over time. And so the hanger bolts allow you with a permanent fixture, a permanent sleeve in the house, and the bolt goes into that, secures the plywood, and it comes off very easily, and you don't have to worry about that connection deteriorating over time. Now, it's probably a good idea with your, I want to call them homemade hurricane shutters with the plywood, to label which way's up, which (laughs) window's what. Otherwise, you know, a storm's coming, you're going to be standing there with like the biggest puzzle you've ever seen. You've probably got 20, 30, maybe 40 windows on the house. There's a whole bunch of different sizes. You do not want to be thinking about this when the skies are starting to get dark and the rain is starting to fall. Exactly right, Leslie. Label them, number them, you're good to go. Now, if you have a masonry house, there's another way that you can install these, and you're suggesting using barrel bolts for that. Yeah, you don't want to be drilling into the masonry, into the brick, and having to secure in and out of that all the time. So now you cut the plywood so that it's the size of the opening, so it fits within the opening. And in these barrel vaults, you can imagine them being a deadbolt on a door where you actually slide it into the hole, put those around the perimeter of the plywood, and then slide them into the masonry so it holds it nice and secure. Can I ask you guys this silly question? You know, we were faced with Irene in the Northeast, and I can't tell you how many times I saw people taping up windows. Does Hmm. that do anything? Well... (laughs) <laughs> it depends. <laughs> I, I saw a lot of people taping it up with the blue masking tape. Right. I don't I, think I it saw does so much. Clear packing tape, and I saw blue tape for painters tape, and I was like, I don't think either are going to do anything. So I think here's what the homeowner is imagining: that they're going to have a tree limb, for example, come flying through the window, and the glass is going to shatter. The tape may cut down on some of the shatter, but as I said before, that's not the real risk. Okay. Broken glass is easy to clean up. The risk is that that house gets pressurized, and you have something much more. Major going on with the home. Good point. Now, Kevin, to completely avoid the potential of storm damage, it seems that it makes more sense to consider these days the storm resistance when you buy anything in terms of building material, whether it's siding or doors or windows. Don't you agree? Yeah, I I do. If you're going to replace anything, if you're going to fix anything, if you're going to renovate anything, this is the time to upgrade. And code helps us with that. But all codes are not created equal. Um, And if you recall Hurricane Andrew, um, which hit South Florida back in 1992, that really forced the Miami-Dade County to step up their building code. And they probably have the strongest, tightest code out there right now. So if you want to know what to get, look to that building code. And if you build to that, you've built to the best code that we've got in this country. And that's a good point. 
and that's a bragging point for a lot of manufacturers. They will actually brag on their labeling and identify that their particular product meets that Miami-Dade building code. And as you say, if it does, you know that you're good to go. Absolutely. Kevin O'Connor, the host of TV's This Old House. Great advice as always. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Pleasure to be here. All right. You can catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos on this project and others that you can do for your home, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House and Ask This Old House are brought to you on PBS by GMC Trucks and SUVs. Up next, this is the time of year your outdoor living space might be one of your favorite places to be. But that goes for your pets, too. We're going to have four tips to help improve your outdoor space in a way that keeps those pets safe and their humans happy next. You live in a body pit. Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Where home solutions live, welcome back to the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we'd love to hear from you. Just call us right now at 1 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor. They really have the best local pros for any home service. That's right. Doesn't matter what the project is, they make it fast and easy to find top rated pros. And there are no membership fees. It's 100% free to use. HomeAdvisor.com. Steve in Wisconsin has a question about a fireplace. Tell us what you're working on. My fireplace, it's a wood burner, wood burning fireplace. And about a year ago, all of a sudden I found a damper would be locked open. And I found a piece of mortar wedged down underneath it, behind it. And it's a fairly big piece of mortar. And I was wondering how to get up in there to patch where it came loose from. So the damper is blocked open by the loose piece of mortar? It was. I got it out. You got, you got the mortar out, but now you want to patch it. Yeah. Yeah, that's tricky. Because you need some special tools to be able to reach up there. And, and the chimney sweeps have those types of tools. But how far above the damper is where the mortar fell out? I don't even know yet. I haven't got up there with a camera or nothing i can't okay well the first thing you got to do is figure out how bad this is now if you can't physically do that you ought to have it inspected but i want to warn you that there are two trades in america that very consistently provide advice designed to make you panic and pay <laughs> and one of them is a chimney contractor and the other one is the wet basement contractor so you, you might want to just be very careful about who you select and make sure that if they give you advice that says, uh, you know, words to the effect of, oh, my God, it's terrible and your house is going to burn down unless you pay me all this money right. today, <laughs> you know, which is usually yeah. the way it comes across. Get a second opinion um, to make sure you're getting the right, the right story. You might want to use HomeAdvisor.com and read the reviews. You can find good quality contractors on, on that website. But I think you ought to have it evaluated because right now all you know is one piece of mortar fell out. It could very well be that there's a lot more damage inside that chimney that you don't know. Worst worst case scenario, you're gonna you're gonna want to reline it, and that would take care of that. Okay. This is a huge piece. It's like ten by seven inches. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it usually didn't. It's probably not alone. It probably has some other pieces in there that are ready to go. So I would definitely have it evaluated by somebody that knows what they're looking at. Okay. Okay. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
Well, if you love spending time in your deck and your patio in the backyard in this warm weather, that definitely goes for your pets, too. But pets can tear up a backyard space pretty quickly and even get into things that could hurt them if you're not careful. Here's four ways you can improve your outdoor space and keep the pets safe and you happy, too. All right. First of all, guys, skip that fake grass. Now, artificial turf that never needs mowing can be a really attractive idea, but if you have pets, know that that plastic grass can get very hot during the summer, and it's also challenging to clean. If you want to have fake grass, be a backyard superhero and select real turf grass for areas where pets hang out. Next, you want to be picky about picking the right plants and grasses. For grass, go with something that's hardy, that's going to withstand a high volume of traffic. Buffalo and Bermuda grasses can be a good choice depending on your climate zone. For other plants and shrubs, you can check this online resource. It's ASPCA's list of toxic and non-toxic garden plants and get some advice before you buy those plants. You're going to want soft yet sturdy foliage near the walkways, so save the delicate decorative flowers for those elevated flower beds and the patio flower pots. Yeah, and it's also a good idea to consider pollinators and the other wildlife in your area. While you want to keep some of those pests out, you have to remember that nature starts in your backyard. Now, your family provides habitat and food for birds, butterflies, bees, and more, and each of these species help pollinate human food crops and flowering plants. So take them into consideration when you are selecting your living landscape. And if you want to go all out and make your yard a dream yard for your dog, some ideas might include adding a splash pool for your pup. That's kind of fun, keeping the dog cool. You could also create a sandbox just for the dog to unleash their love of digging or maybe set up a little puppy pergola so you'll have some shade. Be creative. Your canine will thank you and be safer for your efforts. Hey, we've got more tips on building safer spaces for pets indoors and out right now on moneypit.com. Well, keeping your home clean really does seem like a never-ending battle. And knowing what products to use and how to use them, well, that's a minefield. We're going to help you tackle some tough cleaning questions after this. You live in a body pit. The Money Pit is presented by Rumblestone. Create a paver patio or walkway, garden retaining wall, grill enclosure, fire pit, or even an outdoor kitchen with Rumblestone from Pavestone. For project ideas and how-to videos, visit pavestone.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So glad to be here to help you with your home improvement projects and your decor dilemmas and your modeling jobs and projects you want to plan for now and for the future. If you've got a question about just that, call us at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. Need new flooring in your kitchen or bath? Or are you thinking about a deck this summer? Well, Home Advisor could instantly match you with the right pro for the job for free. All right, but you got two pros here answering your questions right now from our community section with a post from Emily. Now, Emily writes, I'm noticing some buildup in the drum of both my washing machine and my dryer. What's the best way to clean the inside of both of these appliances? Well, for the washing machine, there's a really easy way to do that. And there's a line of products from Glisten, G-L-I-S-T-E-N, where essentially you drop these, you drop this into the washing machine and run it through a cycle and it breaks down 
all the hard water buildup and things like stains and things like that that get stuck in the machine. If you do that every few months, it does a pretty good job. They also have a version like for your dishwasher and even a good one for your microwave cleaner. For the dryer, it's more of a sort of a, a project you have to do by hand. You have to get in there and get those stains off of the dryer you know, by hand. Now, if they're mineral deposit stains that are left behind, you could try using a little vinegar water combination that usually melts it right away. If it's that sort of crusty white stuff, that should take it right off. All right. Next up, we've got a post here from Steve who writes, we're thinking of installing a granite vanity in the master bath. Someone told me that oil and grease stains cannot be removed from granite. Is this true? And what's the best way to clean granite? Well, I think the misnomer about granite, Leslie, and you see this in the decor business, I mean, people think it's indestructible because it's been around for a billion years, right? Well, it may be, but that doesn't mean it's always going to look the way it did when you get when you put it down. It needs a lot of maintenance. You've got to seal it professionally probably at least once a year, and you've got to maintain it after that. Now, maintaining granite surfaces is easy. You simply use warm water and dish soap, and then you can polish it with like a microfiber cloth. And if you want to disinfect it, an easy way to do that is to put some isopropyl alcohol in a spray bottle and just spray the alcohol over the surface and then sort of wipe it down, and that will disinfect it. But they do require a lot more work than other surfaces. I think quartz is probably a lot less likely to absorb stains compared to granite, but granite is pretty absorbent. So if you don't seal it, maintain it, you definitely are going to have some maintenance issues to deal with. Yeah. And I think it also makes sense to say that the lighter the color of the granite or the hard solid surface, the more maintenance it's going to need. You'll have to seal it more often. You'll have to take care of it more often. And truly, if anything does spill, just do your best to clean it up right away, especially in that category of oils or lemon juice even, which is so crazy. It tears away at things. So you have to make sure that you clean things up right away. All right, Jonathan wants to know about VOCs when painting kitchen cabinets. Is it okay to use an oil-based primer with a latex top coat in order to cut down an exposure of VOCs? Um, my advice on cabinets is to use oil-based for both the primer and the top coat, and here's why. Because oil-based finishes are much more durable. I mean, latex is great for almost everything, but when it comes to durability, you can't beat an oil finish. And with a cabinet, they take a lot of abuse, so you definitely want to use an oil-based finish for that. But I mean, the good news is that a lot of the VOCs that you may have experienced growing up, they're just not in the finishes anymore. I mean, the environmental regulations have changed, and so I think you can get a really good job and a low exposure to VOCs by using oil-based primer and top coat with kitchen cabinets. And you'll be amazed at how beautifully it finishes. It just gives you like a different kind of sheen and a different kind of durability for those cabinets. You are listening to The Money Pit. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. We hope we've given you some tips and ideas for projects around your house. Remember, we are here for you as a resource anytime you need us. You can always head on over to moneypit.com, post your question to the community page, or call us 24-7 at 888-MONEYPIT. If we're not in the studio, we will get to you the next time we are. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. We live in a body pit.